Good day and welcome. Hopefully, hopefully you're enjoying this day. A little bit of sunshine, starting to warm back up. Going to get a little bit warmer over the weekend, too, so not bad. Not a bad way to go. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, always glad to get you on with us. And uh, speaking of always glad to get him on, that's our buddy Paul Charchi. And the Charch is here. Charch, how you doing, pal? Well, I've been better. Um, you know, lost my quarterback this week. So, you know, not real happy about that, to be honest. It's now, been, when uh, you say lost of- your quarterback, is it uh, as, a, as a Vikings fan or because you had him as your starter in fantasy? Not Vikings fan. You know, what you, what you may not know, Bill, is I was – I was leading the charge to bring him to Minnesota back five years ago. Um, I've been defending him ever since he came here, and it's been ups and downs, but most, you know, a lot of ups. He's been a good player in a in a town that has been situated primarily against Kirk Cousins. Um, I have I've I've been sort of the the staunch supporter battling against the haters for five years, and the funny thing is this team. Bill finally got to a point where it was all coming together. The offensive line was playing uh, like light years better than at any point during his, uh, his career. The defense was finally coming around. You know, we didn't have a bottom five defense anymore and Kirk was playing great. And to have it all end on a non-contact random injury is just, Oh, it's a bummer. The NFC is just, it's so ripe for a team like the Vikings could have really made a big move. And, you know, now it's, you know, it, you know, there's, they might find their, they may claw their way into the playoffs, but either you can't, you can't imagine the Vikings, you know, doing much with the opportunity when they get there. Right. Yeah. I, I, I hear hard. you. Um, yeah, no, I completely get it. Um, this, uh, well, we've got games tonight. Uh, we've got, uh, obviously there's other teams that are flailing as well. And I, 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 it's funny because you said uh, talking about uh, st- um, should they drop every Panther other than Adam Thielen at this point. And a buddy of mine actually had a couple of the Panthers players on his team mm. and said they're doing absolutely positively nothing for him. So what do you do in this particular <laughs> case? Uh, one win does not a season make. And as you toil away in anonymity, uh, whether or not the Carolina Panthers are even, you know, many of these different places or in many of these different positions are even worthy of start like DJ Chark. He had as one of his backups. He said it, it, there's nothing there, you know, when you talk about that. And Bryce Young is getting nobody anything. Yeah, it's been tough for Bryce Young. Uh, played – now, I'm not just saying this because they won. Uh, they finally won. Uh, he played his best game last week. It wasn't was like an eye-popping game, but he looked he looked a lot more comfortable. Hopefully he'll come together. Adam Thielen's been great. You know, you guys are very familiar with him. He uh, had a great run against your team and against a lot of other teams. Um, but he's it for the Panthers. There's nobody else in that passing game that you want for fantasy. And then the two running back situations are worth mentioning. I think you can just straight up drop these guys. It's bad. It's Chuba Hubbard and the ultra disappointing Miles Sanders. Sanders averaging three yards per carry and 33 yards per game. And it looks increasingly like all the past success that Miles Sanders had in Philadelphia was just because that great offensive line. And now Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard supplanted Sanders. And he looks bad, too. 3.9 yards per carry. Offensive line's no good. Uh, they've got a favorable matchup this week against Indy. And then after that, there's not another favorable matchup against the run for Carolina the rest of the year, Bill. So 
If you're not starting Hubbard and Sanders this week, then just go ahead and drop them and let somebody else toil away and start those guys and get 30 yards because those are things that give you losses. So with the the Rams this week, it looks like Matthew Stafford's Mm -hmm. not going to go. Is there a quarterback that you should be picking up out there, wink, wink, nod, nod? (laughs) Well, uh, not Brett Rippon. So I don't, I don't think I would go that far. Um, and I, but I, there are a couple of guys that I think you could give a shot at PJ Walker for Cleveland, not a great quarterback, but we're talking about, you know, our, our options here are not great. It goes up against Carolina. i uh, sorry. The Cardinals, they rank 31st in pass coverage. Zach Wilson of the jets goes up against the chargers. They're giving up 320 passing yards per game. So even, you know, you're Zach Wilson, you're not going to get to 320. But Zach Wilson could get to, like, 260. They're giving up almost two passing touchdowns a game. You can get to 260-1 and one with Zach Wilson. So, yeah, how about a little Zach Wilson as, uh, as, as our preferred pivot if you have to go there? Uh, you got a big one coming up on Sunday night, and uh, Jason wants to know if he should be starting Josh Allen. You say always start Josh Allen, but uh, going up against this Bengals defense, which continues to get better, he's also got Justin Herbert, but Justin Herbert's going up against the Jets defense. So should he be starting right. Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? I've got Josh at 5, Justin Herbert at 10. It's a fair question. Most weeks it'll be Allen, but maybe not every week. Um, Herbert's play's been really up and down, but – for Josh Allen, what I do like, uh, Bengals' pass defense has been pretty darn good. Uh, but the reason I like Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson ran for 45 yards against them. Lamar Jackson ran for 54 yards against them. Brock Purdy ran for 57 yards against them. So we're here for the rushing on Josh Allen this week, and that's why he's going to stay our starting quarterback. So also you've got, uh, as you had mentioned quietly, Tony Pollard among the most disappointing fantasy players. And they thought, boy, when they got rid of Zeke Elliott, that Pollard was just going to mm-hmm. come in and just start running wild. And, and I think a lot of people bought into that. Do you start looking for running backs elsewhere because he's just simply not getting the job done? You can't drop him. He's a workhorse back, and so he really should be doing better. Uh, but here's a guy who went early second round of fantasy drafts, Bill. He's fifth running back off the board at the time. He's the 20th highest scoring running back right now. And he hasn't missed any games. 20th. He hasn't scored since week one. Pollard ranks 43rd by pro football focus as a runner this year. The big problem and what's really hurt him for fantasy use and and real life use. No big plays. I mean, we're used to you're watching the Packer game and they cut to JB in in the studio. And here's Tony Pollard of the 63 yard touchdown. That's all dried up. He's just got four runs of over 15 yards this year. He ranks 28th among running backs in breakaway percentage. And Tony Pollard's got Philadelphia coming up. This is the best run defense in the league. They rank number two in run stuff win rate. They're, they're the number four ranked run defense by pro football focus. They're going with the fewest rushing yards in the league. So it's a, it's a huge, it's a very, very difficult matchup this week for Pollard. So I, I don't know that it's going to get better. It feels like it almost can't get worse. So, you know, at some point, maybe not this week against Philadelphia, it probably does get better for Pollard. So you can make a case after you get by Philly, maybe you you just make a move for Pollard then and try to buy low, see if it gets better. Uh, Then I've got uh, Sam Howell or Baker Mayfield from Chris listening to us in Milwaukee. How about Sam Howell? coming off a gigantic game against Philly with four touchdowns, 370 yards, and 
the vaunted Philly rush only sacked him one time. Remember, he's on pace, rocked into this game on pace for 96 sacks on the season. So only getting, only getting sacked one time is a huge, huge upgrade for Sam Howell. And I'm pretty excited for, for Howell. And actually, I like his opportunity this week quite a bit. Um, Howell this week has got, uh, has got New England. That's secondary. So they, they lost their star rusher, Matthew Judon. And then they lost a, a cornerback who, through the first month of the season, was, was looking like a defensive player of the year. Uh, candidate, defensive rookie of the year candidate in Christian Gonzalez. And since then, Patriots giving up 260 yards and two scores per game. So we're, we're, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about Sam Howell. He's one of my favorite preseason guys. He's quarterback eight this week. Uh, his highest ranking of, that I've, I've had, given him all year. Uh, uh, this is from Mac. Mac says, I lost golf and I need to pick up another uh, quarterback. He wants to know if uh, out in Vegas, that's the way to go. He said, uh, should I be picking up another player from Vegas's roster? Uh, no, Aiden O'Connell is a non-starter. He's, he's well, he's a starter. Uh, he's a but, starter, yeah. But that's it. You know, we'll go to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is my preferred. You're in a bye week pinch. Who's somebody who is almost certainly available? It's Zach Wilson against the, the, against the Chargers, giving up the most passing yards in the league. So that's my, that's my advice. Oh, uh, his backup was Kirk Cousins. So he lost Kirk Cousins. Oh, that's what happens. That's a a tough one-two punch. Yeah, 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 no doubt. So uh, when when we uh, sit here and talk about what we got coming up, you know, well, I want, do want to touch on the Packers, by the way, because uh, the Packers playing the Vikings last week, and you and I were texting, and you said, "Look, it's like, you know, yeah, it's great to be the Packers, but it's like somebody just dropped a lead balloon in the middle of the room, and everybody's just sad because yeah. losing Kirk Cousins and the hopes." So, is there anybody right now startable on the Packers when you talk about fantasy? Not really. I mean, I just you know, I I, I know you're talking, you're I'm sure it's talk to death. Um, but even like Christian Watson can't start him. I'm considering dropping him. Romeo Dobbs is thank God he's scoring touchdowns. He's gotten 12 red zone targets and he's gotten five touchdowns on those. And that's the only thing keeping him afloat. Cause he's getting like three catches a game. Um, the runners are, I mean, you tell me, is it, you know, you know, it feels like the way they've managed Aaron Jones. So disheartening. And you and I have touched on this in weeks past mm-hmm. too many carries to get healthy through the hamstring injury, not enough carries to post meaningful numbers. Um, I, AJ Dillon's just not good. I, I don't know. I, I don't have anywhere to turn to for any of these Packers as startable. And I, I'm starting to feel like, let's just drop them. Let's just, I just went off this ride. Let's not keep Packers on my roster. So I don't have to look and go, all right, is Christian Watson going to get free deep trying to catch passes from literally the league's worst downfield passing quarterback the lowest the lowest accuracy percentage on passes of 20 or more yards is Jordan Love and this is all of Christian Watson's game is deep passes so i just i want off i mean it, i mean you tell me you're close to this team do you feel differently is that unfair no it's not because uh, teams are now daring them to throw deep <laughs> they're just saying yeah. go ahead and do it because you can't do it Right. You know, we'll take our chances that this is, you know, love, love is completing 25% of his deep passes. We'll take our chances. You know, you got a three quarters chance. You're throwing an uncatchable ball. We'll, you know, we'll take our chances on that. It's, uh, uh, it's super frustrating. By the way, uh, people were jumping all over the Will Levis train this past weekend for yeah. touchdown passes. Yeah. Now I don't see that coming against tonight with the pass rush of TJ Watt and company, but do you? Uh, how much do you trust Will Levis going into this contest? 
you know, I look the four. God bless him with the four touchdowns. It's great, but here's the thing: if you actually went and, and looked at more than just the highlights of the four catches, and even if you do look at the four catches, um, you know, if you, God forbid, you watched every play of Titans Falcons, which I wouldn't recommend anybody doing, you're going to see a very inaccurate passer in Will Levis, and the touchdowns are great. But if you if you can remember the DeAndre Hopkins touchdowns. They're way off the mark, and DeAndre Hopkins is doing all kinds of crazy adjustments to get under these poorly thrown balls. Now, his fourth touchdown to Nick Westbrook-Akine was great, and I'm taking that was a fantastic throw from Will Levis. But the majority of his others, eh, just not. It's, it's going to be a learning curve. Um, you know, now there's some tape on him for the Steelers. I don't love him. Now, the Steelers' secondary is, is rubbish. Uh, they do get to the quarterback. They, you mentioned T.J. Watt, and it's great. Uh, there's... But in totality, I'm pumping the brakes on Will Levis. He's my quarterback. I've got him ranked uh, 19 this week, and that's all. That's all I can. That's the highest I can. I can get him. I just I need to see a little bit more, and I don't. I didn't love what I saw. So, yeah, I don't. I'm I'm hard, I'm having a hard time getting enthused about it. George, I know we only uh, have a minute or so at the at best. Uh, anything, uh, any sleeper wise, or anything as far as going tonight against that Steelers uh, defense? Yeah. Because the Steelers' uh, offense is awful. We know that. Yeah, it is. Uh, Steelers' run defense is pretty bad. Uh, they allow the fourth most rushing yards and uh, almost a full rushing touchdown per game. And obviously, Derrick Henry is a great play, but. Be ready to see something fairly special with Tajay Spears. This kid is really good, averaging six yards per carry. Six. And he can catch. And he is stylistically, it's really a thunder and lightning kind of thing. You know, it's it's Derrick Henry's just, you know, all straight ahead power. This kid is burst in elusiveness. Tajay Spears is worth watching tonight. And if you've got bye week problems, this is a guy you could potentially pick up. Maybe he's on your bench, and you could start Tajay Spears tonight against a bad run defense, and you might you might just do something special. Always good, Charge. I know you got to run, but appreciate it, and we'll be back at it again next week, pal, okay? Sounds great, Bill. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go, our buddy Paul Charge, and joining us for a couple of minutes, giving you some fantasy advice, and uh, wounded, wounded when it comes to being a Minnesota Viking fan, and they had a little bit of hope. That maybe it would get better, and then uh, down down goes Cousins, and then uh, he is out. So, uh, oh, to be uh, yet another year of a Vikings fan. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show right now. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. 
Set your free in-home consultation today at PalaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11-30-2023. Good to have you back. Welcome back. Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. Right out there in uh, County Road K. You know, kind of a walk. Uh, terrific place. Terrific place. And uh, they, uh, Thursdays, saustastic, as they say. Uh, build your own pizza or pasta bowl coming up tonight. So uh, stop in after 4 o'clock. You can mix and match and build a bowl brimming. With all kinds of pasta, but they got to make make your own, kind of figure it out tonight. They had wing night uh, last night, which was a huge hit, as always. Uh, but don't forget that uh, Boondocks Barbecue and uh, the Herbie's Coffee Camper going to both be at Henry Dodge's building from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and uh, they're going to be serving it all up. So they've got some good stuff going there. And they've, like I said, they've got a really good food truck. Their food truck is dynamic. Uh, this uh, this week, by the way, the mac and cheese croquets or croquettes. Uh, they've got gluten free flatbread, ice cream, lemon cake. They got all kinds of good stuff. Mahi mahi this week, Tuscan chicken ravioli. Man, they got good stuff out there. That's uh, Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, County Road K in Oconomowoc. You can find them at Boondocks BBQ in Brew over on Facebook, or you can just uh, find the website, which is BoondocksBBQS.com. BoondocksBBQS.com. Uh, Jordan Love, after the Rasul Douglas trade went down, I met with the media, and uh, let's take a listen to what he had to say. Jordan, you were walking off the field on Sunday with Rasul. How surprised are you that he was tricky? Yeah, I think everybody in the locker room was pretty surprised by it. Um, you know, it's tough. It hurts. Um, you know, Rasul is a, a key part of the team, um, you know, a great leader um, and a great player. So, um, you know, everyone hates to see him leave. It's a little hard to process that this is, you know, they're talking about, well, they can get a third-round draft pick next year. And, you know, is that kind of a business transaction as opposed to putting the best players on the field? Um, you know, it's, you know, the direction that I think we're moving forward um, upstairs. And, um, you know, we don't really have a say-so in kind of the things that happen. And, um, you know, it's one of those things you just got to – you can't really control what, anything about that. So I just focus on what I can do. Um, and, you know, what this team needs to do going forward. Is it frustrating you that maybe if you win a few of these close games, that that's not a trade discussion that would be taking place if you were sitting a few games over 500? Uh, I mean, you can go back and forth and say, what if? Um, you know, I have no idea what the, that discussion might be like if we were winning these games, you know? So, uh, yeah. Have you spoken to Rasul since the trade? I have not spoken to him yet, no. Jordan, I think the idea that you told us in the offseason was getting a lot of young guys and letting them build together and, and kind of get chemistry going together. Did you kind of anticipate, though, that that might take a little while? And has it taken maybe a little bit longer than you thought it would? Yeah, you know, um, that's kind of the makeup of our team right now is we got a, you know, a lot of young guys. And, uh, you know, that's the plan is to, to be able to build this thing and go in the right direction. Um, you know, we knew we all knew it was going to you know, take time. It wasn't going to be perfect right off the bat. Um, and obviously, at this point, it's, it's still a work in progress. You know, we're still working and building to that every day, um, trying to get better as a unit and as a group. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, a little slower, I think, to start than we expected. 
Um, and right now it's just about finding ways to keep getting better every day and, and keep moving in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're all learning this thing together and growing together. Um, and, you know, we're, we're learning from, you know, the mistakes that are made. Um, and just every day, you know, the, the different looks that we're seeing, and it's just it's part of the process. You know, you got to go through it, got to see these looks, and, and kind of go through it in person to, to be able to learn and grow from it. Um, but you know, we're, we're sticking together and uh, going to keep building this thing. progress in you specifically about you in seeing progress in you and evaluating some of the things. How do you feel you've been coming along? And how do you measure your own gains? Yeah, I mean, you just got to measure it every day. Um, you know, I think. Like I said, it, it's a process. I know it's a process. I know it's not going to be perfect right away. Um, and I just I try and focus on day by day, uh, make sure I'm getting better, going in the right direction, um, you know, learning from mistakes, um, and just continue to grow um, as a player um, and as a leader of the team um, in every role, you know, just trying to get better every day. But uh, it, it's definitely a process. Are there specific things you'd point to where you say, hey, I like the way I handled that, or I feel like I'm different now in week seven or eight than I was in week one or two? Yeah, I think just I'm, I'm getting a better feel of understanding situations, where to go with the ball. Um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of looks right now versus different defenses. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is uh, just understanding that, you know, we'll have a game plan going into it and kind of the adjustments that go on in game um, when defense might throw different looks at you and things like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's just continue to learn, continue to de develop, but uh, just understand these situational awarenesses, um, you know, where to go with the ball at all times. Illustrates the point. Life moves fast in this league. As, as you're waiting three years for your chance, how did that feel? And now that every week you're dealing with a new opponent, new corrections, this all this with it being on your shoulders, how does it feel different now as the guy versus the guy waiting for this opportunity? Yeah, you know, um, you know, obviously, I think I got a good feel for you know the process of a season, um, just how how much it is, you know, a new challenge every week. Um, with the game plan, with understanding a new defense, and, and you know, trying to get as much as much of a feel for the defense going through the week. Um, but obviously now, just getting those reps during practice, um, you know, be able to go against the scout team every every day, um, and just just do it every day. I think you know, I just have a better feel for it. Um, but the process during the week, I don't think anything changes. You know, going through it. Um, you know, as quarterbacks, everybody in the room, you're you're all going through the same process throughout the week. So not much changes there. You're the leader on this team. What is your message to fans? Um, you know, my, my message to the whole team is just continue to work every day. Um, take it day by day. Um, keep our confidence high. Don't get frustrated. Um, it's tough. You know, we're, we're not in a great spot that we want to be in right now. Um, no one expected it, but, you know, we're here now. So it's all about moving forward. What are we going to do going forward? Um, how are we going to turn this thing around, get going in the right direction? And I, it's just come ready to work every day. Um, come ready to find. 1%, how you can get 1% better every day. Um, just keep keep going. What gives you the most faith that that will happen, that the improvements will come? I mean, we got the right people on this team. You, you look around the locker room, um, you know, that's, I feel like how everybody handles this every day. You know, they come in with the right mindset, trying to get better, trying to find things that, you know, everybody knows it's, it's a team sport. We all got to find ways that we can all improve every day. Um, I think that's been the message from everybody in the locker room. Um, everybody's just keeping their head down, keep, keep going. Um, yeah. Is there something about the two-minute two that you guys run when you know maybe you're more relaxed, maybe you guys are playing a little bit less pressing when you get to the two-minute? Did you, you looked at yourself in the two-minute versus in the other um, aspects of the game? What do you think it is that's allowed you to move the ball? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think we have a good feel for the two-minute play. I mean, we have so many reps on those plays that we run in two-minute. We do it, you know, every week in practice. We, we rep two-minute situations. Um, and I think everybody just has a really good feel for those plays and um, understand where to go with the ball and things like that. And um, I think also once we get going, get that play started, and we get on the ball fast, we, we kind of get in that rhythm that we need. Um, and, you know, the defense, you know, it's it's hard for a defense when the offense is going fast. You know, I think it kind of limits the amount of calls they have in um, and things like that. You know, puts a little bit more pressure on them. But uh, I, I, for the most part, I think it's just that rhythm. We, we, once we get two minutes, we get the ball rolling. Um, and offense, we just get in that kind of positive rhythm going forward. Jordan, you have a guy in this offense that you can throw to that had a hell of a four-game stretch last year in Christian. Christian, not a lot of guys in this league put together four games like that. How much emphasis is there on getting him untracked, and, and what's the best way to do that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, just getting him the ball early. I mean, I think we got to be able to get him. I mean, he, he's one of our fastest receivers, if not the fastest, and I think we got to use that to his advantage to get him some more shots down the field. Um, and, you know, I've got to do a better job getting him, you know, balls on an accurate um, in stride, things like that, so uh, he can go out there and make plays and do what he does. But, I mean, we've all seen it. We know what kind of player Christian is, and uh, we know what he's capable of. And I think for everybody, it's just we all got to get that rhythm going, get those positive plays going, and, and get a good feel of, um, you know, where we can attack defenses, things like that. But uh, I think, all, you know, for everybody, all it takes is one big play to kind of get rolling um, and get that confidence going. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very confident Christian will get rolling. I know you haven't faced him, but what are the challenges of Aaron Donald when you watch him on film? Yeah, um, you know, Aaron Donald is a, a dynamic player. You know, somebody that we, you know, going into this week, got to have a plan for um, where he's at at all times and, and how we're going to, you know, handle him. But uh, I mean, he's, he's a game changer on defense. Um, he makes plays all the time. Um, it's just, like I said, somebody we got to be aware of. Um, so, yeah. You say, you say don't get frustrated just keep working. How do you avoid getting frustrated in these types of situations? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I would say after, you know, the game on Sunday, after a loss, everyone's frustrated. Um, it's all about, you know, how we reset for that next week because this thing's going to keep rolling. It's going to keep going. Um, and you, you can't, you know, you can't spend too long on a loss. You know, it's, it's one of those things we got to learn from it and move on. Um, but... Like I said, it's, it's just, I think, about keeping our head down and keep working every day, coming in with the right mindset that, you know, we're going to get this thing turned around. Jordan, a long Jordan, when you've gone back to pass, and there's been some obvious um, wrong routes, and I'm sure there's been some not obvious ones too. How much does that impact you? Like, when you go back in the pocket, is there like even like a the tiniest bit of a split second where you just got to make sure that guy's going to be right where he's supposed to be before you throw it? Does that impact you at all? Man, I think I think that comes down to just trusting the receivers, trusting um, the scheme, and, and everybody, you know, doing their job, doing their one eleventh, and, and being in the right place at the right time. Um, like I said, me trusting it, and then obviously, if I if I notice, you know, someone's not in the right spot, knowing where to go with the ball, where our checkdowns might be, and just I think that's where I need to get better too. Is just always knowing where my checkdown is, um, and getting the ball to them as fast as possible when you know a bust might happen on a play, things might not be going right, um, the timing might be thrown off on a play. Um, and that's where I, I just want to keep improving as a player. But, um, you know, it's all about everybody doing their 111th, doing their job, and just focusing on that. Jordan, the trust there? Oh, yeah, the trust is there. You know, I mean, you got to have that trust. Got to got to be able to believe that everyone's going to be in the right spot at the right time. When you look back at week one, 38 points in week one. When you look at that, how do you get back there? Is it as simple as you don't have Bakhtiari, Jones isn't 100%, the team you were going against? Or what can you do to recapture what you had day one? Yeah, I mean, I think that game, you know, we started fast. Our first first drive, um, you know, defense got us the ball back, and we, we went down and scored right away. 
Um, I think that got the ball rolling, and uh, we just had a lot of positive drives after that. So I think that's what we got to get back to is just um, starting the game fast and being able to go put up points on that first drive, second drive, and just it's going to be a snowball effect after that because I think once we get rolling, um, you know, everybody's making plays and, and we're a tough offense to stop. Hey Jordan, going back to Rob's question about growing together, I mean, the words of growing and learning and the process, that's always seemed to talk about these days, right? But you guys are competitive. You want to be good now, you know? Is there any solace in knowing that this is part of a bigger plan, or does that not really help you guys in the moment when you just want to play well and win? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, everyones a, we're all competitors in this locker room. We all want to be great right now, um, and we know we can be. Um, so I think that's that's what we talk about when it's frustrating. That's the frustrating part um, is we, we don't want to wait. We, we know it's a process, but we, we want to speed up that process and uh, just have that urgency that we know we got to get better right now, right away. Um, there's no waiting for you know next year, um, next play because who knows what's going to happen. You know, uh, tomorrow's not promised for any of us. So uh, we we definitely we feel that urgency and we just got to keep you know continue to grow and, and do that at a fast rate and as fast as possible. Is it is it hard for you? Would, I'm assuming you would like to have shown and circumstances beyond you. Sometimes your own mistakes, whatever. You would like to have shown, hey, I'm the guy. I, there's no debate. There's no questions anymore. Is it hard to not have gotten to that point yet? Would you would you like to have that kind of security of having let them know? There's, you don't have to worry about me anymore. I'm going to be the guy, kind of like Aaron did back in 08. Is that is that does that weigh on you? Is that frustrating for you? Is that difficult for you? That's not something that you know I try to worry about. Um, you know, I believe every day I come in here and work, and um, you know, if I have that mindset that I'm going to keep getting better every day, then I'm going to let those things handle themselves and, and let that kind of play out. Um, I just I focus on right now. I don't focus on the big picture things and what's going to happen a year from now. Um, and you know, I just try and be the best version of myself every day, um, and that's really all I can do. Speaking of circumstances outside your control, uh, obviously the spotlight's on you because you're the quarterback, just like any quarterback. But I'm watching this game Sunday, and there's penalties, there's free rushers, there's missed blocks, there's drop balls, guys running wrong routes, so many things that really have nothing to do with your play. That's hurting the offense and you're human mm -hmm. how do you compartmentalize that I mean, how, how frustrating is that when you, you might be doing exactly what you need to be doing but the offense is going nowhere because of all these other factors I mean that's just that's part of the, the thing that we all got to be doing our one one eleventh and just focus on that you know I can't control um, what another man's doing on his job or things that might not be going right penalties things like that so um, it's all part of this process for us and um, for me it's just don't let that stuff kind of you know frustrate us. And if we do have a negative play, it's how do we overcome that um, and go get better from there. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, I just look at it as trying to do my job, trying to focus and uh, you know be a leader. And when those things do pop up, just make sure that we're sticking together, staying on the right right uh, track, and uh, just find ways to overcome these these negative plays that we're having. But that it all ties into the consistency that we need to do a better job of and. Uh, um, that's what's hurting us right now is that inconsistency, um, whether it's a play here, a play there, a penalty, um, and things like that. So we just got we got to find a way to, you know, put it consistent performance together um, every play. There are more off schedule plays out there for you that, that are to be made, or do you think right now it's more important to you know, carry out the play and try to find you know what's within the offense? No, I, I think it's important to play on schedule and play within the rhythm of the offense. But I do think, you know, there's always off-schedule plays out there. Um, 
and you know it's, it's it's just finding the right opportunity to make those and you know whether that might be protection breakdown just kind of moving in the pocket different things that happen um, you know I think that's where we're going to continue to grow and, and take those steps is our, our off schedule plays and uh, you know something that we practice every day with the receivers um, just in scramble drill being in the right spot finding windows to sit down and um, what moves to make when you know the play does off goes off schedule but uh you know, I think there, there's no predicting that. That's kind of one of the things that just happens on the fly. Um, but, I mean, as much as we want to stay in the rhythm of offenses, I think that's what's going to help us continue to keep growing and get over this hump. Two more for you. Aaron did well, but I'm assuming it's a process of knowing when it is you, you give up on the play and then, you know, try to find something else. Is that sort of the, the gray line or gray area? That you're always battling. Yeah, it is. Um, that's one thing that, you know, the more reps I get, the more I'll be able to grow and just understand where I need to be going with the ball, when the right time is to move in the pocket, you know, step up and uh, just have a, have a good feel for pocket movement um, and when plays go off schedule. And then obviously, you know, the receivers have a good feel of where I'm going with the ball, where I'm moving to, and just continue to work, get in my vision, um, find those zones and just sit down and uh, different things like that. But it, it's definitely a fine line, you know. Romeo have been so productive in the red zone especially. How, how do you make that extrapolate and carry out that type of success between the 20s as well? Um, you know, it's something that we just got to keep working on. Keep, you know, obviously we've had a lot of success in the red zone and, um, you know, I think defensive started to play him a little bit more and, and double coverage, things like that, trying to take some things away from him. Um, and when that happens, you know, that's when other guys, you know, will have more opportunities and got to go up there and make plays. Um, but obviously, you know, whenever we get an opportunity to get Rome in the red zone, I mean, he's been a a big time player for us down there. He's made a lot of plays. Um, so, you know, we got confidence in him that he, he's going to keep making those plays. But, uh, you know, like I said, when there's opportunities for other players to get more opportunities um, and get more, you know, looks when Rome might begin double, things like that, um, we just got to step up and make those plays. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. So, so there you go. That's pretty much Jordan Love. And I want to uh, talk about a couple of different things real quick when we come back in regards to what he had to say. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you, the Bill Michaels Show, on a Thursday, sunny Thursday. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water. Reminder, Smoke on the Water coming up on December 8th and 9th. That entire weekend, they're going to have uh, kind of a, um, a Christmas music slash rock theme weekend. And you're going to get uh, like a champagne cocktail, a couple of drinks, 
uh, heavy appetizers all night long for one price, and Zeno and Joe and the 2.0 gang, and they're all going to get together, and they're going to be playing the music all weekend. And tables and such are available if you want to get a whole table. Uh, but uh, there's different prices for VIPs and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, just check out Sloppy Joe's, Smoke in the Water, what have you. And uh, they've got to the the uh, link up to order the tickets if you want to go. It, it should be a lot of fun. It's it's basically Christmas on Okachi Lake, uh, the first week uh, or the second weekend of December. So it should be a lot of fun. And if you can you can get it, plus portion of the proceeds, by the way, I forgot to mention, go to Fisher House, Wisconsin. So make sure. Make sure you uh, get a hold of our friends out there at Smoke on the Water. Joe and Ellen Hennis, they're happy to take care of you. It's kind of it's Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi. Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi. Uh, and or just Joe's Smoke on the Water.com. But Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi over on Facebook and on Instagram and such. And you can go there and see for yourself everything they have to offer. But uh, it's going to be a good weekend. I'm going to be out there on that Friday night, December 8th, emceeing the event. So hopefully you get some tickets, you come out and you join us. The event will sell out. So if you don't get your tickets soon, then chances are you're probably not going to get them. But uh, check out our friends out there, Smoke on the Water, BBQ Okachi. Smoke on the Water, BBQ Okachi. Good, good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. I wanted to go back to what Jordan Love had to say. Talked a lot about dubs, Romeo dubs. And... The, the relationship that he has with him about getting him open and, 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 you know, if he's not there, other guys have to step up. That clearly, clearly is his guy. Clearly is his guy. He did talk about going downfield, not being able to connect and having to, having to work on that. But I think if you want to look at the, the optimistic side, okay, I think getting Aaron Jones back and – it bothers me they haven't utilized him more. You know my feelings on that. But if he's back this week, as Mike Clements kind of alluded to, if he's back this week and he's feeling healthy and the hamstrings, you're 100%, he's ready to go, then you got to utilize this guy out of the backfield. You, one, have to be able to run the football a little bit to, to, to bring the defense up, even though they're already up because they know you're not going to go deep. But you need to create certain things so – other things become dynamic. Now, I, I had a lot of questions last night about, well, why don't they run the screen? Well, the bottom line is because you're not throwing deep. You know, if you don't have the the defenders, I mean, just getting after you consistently and not pressing at the line of scrimmage on the outside, then if all they're doing look at, is looking for short passes, you're not going to get it past anybody. You can't run a screenplay that way. It's usually when you got kind of a downfield passing game and they just come after the quarterback, and they're pressing you, and they're blitzing you. Then you run the screen, and then you get a guy outside uh, of what that you know converging defense would be, and that becomes successful. Otherwise, you can't do it with everybody pressing near the line of scrimmage because you know right now they don't go downfield. They can't go downfield. That's been the bugaboo. Uh, but clearly, he's got Romeo Dobbs in his sight, and I understand all the things that he said about working and grinding and this and that. And I, about this time every week, I start to reignite myself and say, okay, here's some hope. Let's hope. Let's look at this. Let's look at that. Let's see the offensive line. Let's see what, what a drive looks like without penalties. Let's see what a drive look like, looks like without drops. Let's see what a drive looks like with a good mix of run and pass. And let's see what a drive looks like with Jordan Love under center when he was more dynamic in the first few games of the season. 
Let, let's, let's check that out and see if there's something to build on there. And uh, then again, I set myself up, and then <laughs> we all know the last few Sundays specifically, we then come crashing back down again. It's kind of like you set yourself up for your own failure. But I'm kind of – I hear what he has to say, and I, he, he talks about it and says all the right things. I just – I think I'm like a lot of you. Like, look, I just want to see this team play well. Give me something to hope for. Give me something to – because right now, the way it looks, ugh, oof. I'm um, crawling back into the sleeping bag and putting it over my head and zipping it up because it's just too ugly to look at. So I'm, I'm, I'm now starting to ramp back up and get ready for the weekend. Uh, we went a little bit long there, so we got to take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Still another hour and ten minutes yet to go. We have buy or sell. We have what did we miss. We have all that stuff, and we got football coming up tonight, which I'm excited about. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11 Welcome back. Good to have you. Uh, we got Bob listening to us in uh, Marshfield. Bob said, uh, "Hey, great to see you last night. It was a great show. We had a lot of fun, and boy did people t- boy did people turn out." He's absolutely right. We had a we had a terrific terrific time last night. Uh, said one question after listening to the discussion regarding Brian Gutekunst and uh, some of the staffers around the Green Bay Packers. Do you think that was the downfall? Of the locker room. I, well, let me say this. I never said there was a downfall of the locker room. Okay, let me be clear. What we talked about was, and Mike Clemens alluded to this, and it wasn't, we didn't bring it up. We were talking to Mike. We talked about, you know, how they have their own website, their own information. Uh, they are very guarded about a lot of the stuff that they, they you know, put out. Okay. Uh, we search for stories, and in a lot of the cases, we can say what looks bad. When you work for somebody, you don't, you know, if, and I'm not saying they, they do this, they, they're just lighter on it. I remember when I used to do a post-game show for another team, and they never wanted you to ask about the negative, okay? 
there's a way to do that. You know, like if a guy is, we'll, we'll take baseball for the vernacular, okay? Say a guy's 0 for 25 and then finally hits a home run. His, his next sh- shot back, he finally hits a home run. Okay. So, in other words, you, instead of saying, boy, that 0 for 25 streak sucks, you know, what, what was wrong? They don't want you to dwell on the negative. So what you say is, boy, you got off the schneid, man. What a way to get off the schneid, uh, a home run. And then usually the player will lead you back into the direction of, yeah, I was struggling and this and this and this, and boy, I just got a good pitch to hit, and I'm starting to get my groove on. And then they'll kind of explain it to you, okay? So I get that. I get that they got they to they tiptoe a line where we don't. And I don't. I never will. I never have. Even when we did the postgame show, never did. As long as it was – um, and Bob Harlan told me this years ago, as, as long as you're just being – you're critiquing the team – that's fine. You just never make it personal or you, you never go off the rails, you know. And I, you, you know that fine line. And sometimes you're wrong. And I would get a phone call and say, hey, no, this is not what happened. This is what happened. Okay, for your own knowledge, so you know, you know. But we didn't say it was the downfall of the locker room. We just said, hey, look, you listen to guys say, hey, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything. I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. Okay? So, you know, for – for Matt LaFleur, who then comes out and says, hey, I don't critique what guys say. Well, apparently you do. You had a guy say, I don't want to get in trouble. Now, unless he's talking about swearing and dropping F-bombs and going against the NFL or something and getting fined, then, you know, come on. So that's all I was saying. There's no downfall there. Just let's, let's be clear. We got another hour yet to go. Hang in there. Bill Michael Show comes up right after this.